Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's I December. I just say it. Oh, well, I sing it. Yeah. Because I have a heart. It is December, and yeah. that means we have to watch a shitty Christmas thing. You know it. And <laughs> we'll never run out. No. <laughs> It's because it's only once a year. It's only once a year, and there's so much. So much. So much. So much. The list of good Christmas things to watch is so small. Yeah. What is the list and I mean, <laughs> of okay. good Christmas things? I have very high standards for Christmas things. You have very high standards for most things. Mm, yes, but like specially Christmas things. Ooh, okay. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Scrooged. With Bill Murray. Oh, you know, I rewatched that last year. Yeah. I, 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 it so... didn't hold up for me. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I watched it and I was kind of like, oh, Bill Murray kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, but in the end, he's supposed to be better. Yeah. And he kind of is not. Sure he is. No, he just kind of like ruins the Christmas special that the company is trying to do and just like talks at everyone and tells them what to do. And is very, like, self-important. And he hires back, what's his name, is twice his original salary. Sure, yeah. Yeah. He, he gets just, back together with... He seems like he's still a big dick, is all I'm saying. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to... I watch it every year. It's a classic for me. Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, gotsta. It was three. Yes. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm, the cartoon. Yeah. I have not watched the Ron Howard one in a long time, but I assume it's bad. I did rewatch it last year. It's so like it's not great. Yeah, but like some parts of it are amazing. Okay, like it's borderline craptacular. Okay, well maybe next year. Um, let me see. I watch Die Hard every. Oh, of course. Um, Christmas Eve. That's the Christmas Eve special. That's my Christmas Eve tradition is to watch Die Hard. Love it. Sometimes I also include Die Hard 2. Yeah, that's so good. Um, That's kind of it. Oh, uh, Home Alone. Oh, of course. Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are... They're not on my annual rotation, but like, I do enjoy them and I will put them on from time to time if I'm in that particular mood. Gotcha. Why was that Home Alone 2 again? I don't... He gets lost in New York. Of course. <laughs> it's a grid system, motherfucker. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, he gets on the wrong plane because there's a guy wearing a jacket that looks just like his dad, and he's a little kid, so he's only at, like, butt height for his dad, so he can't tell, so he just follows the guy onto the plane. Love it. Um, and then ends up in New York, and then... Uh, Tim Curry works at the, the Plaza Hotel or whatever. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I kind of want to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, we actually just rewatched it uh, last week sometime. It's good. It holds up. Oh, good. The first two Home Alone movies, I think, are, are pretty classic. But that's kind of it for Christmas media for me. Yeah. I don't go in for the Alistair Sims Christmas Carol very often. Which one? Like the one from the 30s or whatever. Oh. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I know my mom likes to watch it every year. Mm. Uh, my mom likes to watch Bing Crosby, uh, whatever, White Christmas. 
Don't care. Hmm. What about Charlie Brown? Honestly, no. I find Charlie Brown Christmas Carol, uh, Christmas special, like insufferable to oh, sit through. No. It is, it is <laughs> agonizing to sit through. Oh. I know it's only like half an hour or whatever. It, it feels short. like it goes for three hours. Oh dear! It is so. I'm like, I don't care about this like neurotic eight year old. It's so tragic. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I used to watch it a lot, and then one year I was just like, "Why am I sitting through this? I don't enjoy." You decided it was, it's too much emotion for you. Is it just too moving? Your soul no. couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't care that he's having an existential crisis about <laughs> Christmas at age eight. Yeah, and also just the line deliveries in Charlie Brown voice acted by actual little kids yeah like sometimes it's like you didn't want to do a second take of that <laughs> like when he screams that's it and then what's her name fucking like pinwheels for a little bit and then lucy but lucy yeah. yeah yeah i don't know uh, charlie brown no no doesn't do it for me that's legit um used to watch jack frost as a kid Jack Frost. This is the one where Michael Keaton dies on Christmas one year, coming home. He's in a blues band, uh, and they're like a super popular blues band, which is how you know this is fiction. Um, <laughs> um, I like that and joke. He, <laughs> he crashes his car coming home from a gig, trying to make it home for Christmas Eve or whatever. Um, they do a sick blues cover of Frosty the Snowman, though, mm. where uh, he, he plays the harmonica. That's great. Uh, and then he crashes his car on Christmas Eve and dies. And then um, the next year, his son builds a snowman. And Michael Keaton's soul possesses the snowman. Oh, my gosh. Somehow. And, um, yeah. And then and then he reconnects with his son and apologizes for dying on Christmas the year before. Okay, is it like a beautiful story about grief and like kinda. letting go? Yeah, it's kind of heartwarming. You know what? Maybe I'll give it a watch this year. Okay. And, and see if it holds up. Because that sounds fucked. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's got it's got this great scene where there's this kid that. Um, that's been bullying the kid all movie and then they end up having a snowball fight where the the dad snowman can like throw snowballs really fast he just like whips his stick arms around like like a gatling gun of snowballs classic um and at the end like you know it's starting to warm up and uh the the snowman's starting to melt and so they got to get him into like a refrigerated truck or something they got to put him on a sled and haul him and then uh the bully comes you know it goes to pig with him and then and then the he reveals that he's a living snowman and that's his dad. And he's like, I don't have a, a dad either. Um, so it's like, so it's like, I'll help you. And it's like, really? Why, why are you helping me? He's like, snow dad's better than no dad. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> and snow so for the no line, dad. snow dad's better than no dad. Maybe it, maybe it can make the cut. I don't know. What about you? Do you got a big list of like Christmas essentials to watch each year? Honestly, I, like, don't really go out of my way to watch Christmas movies. Okay, great, yeah. Um, They'll they'll happen around me, mm-hmm. and I'll be glad to watch them. Yeah. 
Um, but like, you know, there's so many years where I'm like, okay, we gotta watch Muppet Christmas Carol this year, and then Christmas will will come and go, and we haven't watched it, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. I I I will um usually make an evening of watching because now that Dis- Disney Plus uh, has The Simpsons. Oh. Um, they'll like categorize like around Halloween they're like here's a playlist of all of the Treehouse of Horror and you can just go through and watch right so like Des and I watched like 20 Treehouses of Horror in one night that is so many <laughs> um, maybe it was over two nights but still it was a lot <laughs> it was wow. like five six hours of just yeah Halloween specials um, <laughs> and I think last year they put out a list of like here's all the Simpsons Christmas episodes and so I'll go and watch a bunch of those because nice there's some good ones there you know like the one where they have the funzo the the toy that goes crazy and oh yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and homer has to break into everyone's house and steal all the funzos <laughs> yeah no it's good it's good shit yeah <laughs> so i'll do stuff like that um but yeah other than other than watching die hard on christmas eve i don't really have like a like I try to sneak in It's a Wonderful Life every year. Um which I just snuck in uh two nights ago at our screening of it. That's right. Yeah. How was that? It was pretty good. We did not have a as big of a turnout as I thought we would, but um it's also we had horrible weather. Yes, so. I specifically didn't want to drive. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so for the amount of people that we got out, um in spite of the weather, I was happy nice so yeah we awesome did, we did pretty good um yeah i somewhere i gotta go find it but somewhere i have a box set of different holiday specials of garfield <laughs> and okay no one ever wants to watch any of those with me <laughs> but is it wait is it like all christmas or is it like various holidays various holidays oh, okay so there's like the garfield halloween one and then the garfield thanksgiving, thanksgiving. one yeah. and christmas it might just be those three but um i love garfield <laughs> and no one else does <laughs> i liked the garfield comics i'm trying to think if i've ever watched the show it it it's whack. Some of the, some of the episodes are are absolutely whack. But I loved the show. Definitely did more of the comics. Um, I've read almost every Garfield comic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the show was great. I really really liked the voice actor for Garfield. The voice actor for Garfield reminds me a lot of. You ever watched the Ghostbusters animated series? Like yes, but not. It's bad. No. <laughs> um, the the character who plays Bill Murray's character okay. is voice acted by, I think, the okay, same person so who the, does Garfield. The Ghostbusters animated series and not like the new adventures of the real Ghostbusters or whatever. Mm-mm, mm-mm, okay. No, yeah, the, the super old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I just, I don't know. Even as a child, I really identified with, with Garfield. It's a lot of, a lot of like laziness, but pent up rage. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. That's life. And you're also obsessed with lasagna. I fucking love lasagna. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> that's my every every birthday. That's my that's my birthday meal. Yeah. And I am uh, lactose intolerant and celiac, so it is kind of a production. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, I was just gonna say, like, as a celiac person, it must be 
an ordeal to make you a lasagna. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, we've got the recipe down pat, and it's fucking delicious every year. Nice. And I, yep, I love lasagna and have eaten it for every single meal in a day before. I made a lasagna for the first time about a month ago. Oh. Um, How'd it go? Sorry, actually, not the first time. I should, the first time in a long time. Mm, okay. Um, and I don't know why everyone doesn't do this but you can buy like regular lasagna noodles mm-hmm. and then you can buy what's called oven ready lasagna noodles which are the lasagna noodles that will cook in the sauce oh yes and i so always you don't have hated to try making to boil lasagna. them ahead of time or yeah anything. and you're like fumbling with they, like hot boiling hot like wet slippery noodles and like breaking break, yeah and you're like scalding your hands while you do it or you try to like get some tongs in there and then they're breaking and falling back into the pot or you put them on a strain them out and then they get stuck together and you're like oh, it's just a nightmare yeah never do that hated <laughs> it right and so then i got like the oven ready ones and i'm like this is amazing it's so much easier it's so much easier so much better i'm like i want to make lasagna like every week now <laughs> yes yeah oh, lasagna's amazing. if i could find lactose-free ricotta I'm in the zone. Boy, we really got onto lasagna. We got onto lasagna. Yeah. I can, Garfield. I, that's I what can we got trace there. it. Yeah. Okay. I can trace yeah. it really easy. <laughs> um, but, you know, do we talk about food often on this podcast? I feel like maybe it comes up. Maybe we talk about the weather more than we, we talk, talk about, about the about weather it. more than we talk about food. But Which is ultimately very dumb and dull and boring and, like, insignificant to most people who listen to this show. Yeah. Because they don't live where we live. Where and do they live? Where do you live, listener? On the internet. Oh. <laughs> doesn't get it doesn't get cold there, but it does get spicy. Oh, yep. Um especially on Twitter these days. Yikes. I uh, I stay away. Do it. It's not worth it, but it also is kind of worth it, but don't. <laughs> it's worth it, but don't. Yeah. Okay. Like like almost like I kind of want you to get a Twitter account just so that you can block Elon Musk. Because <laughs> that's a thing that we've started doing ever since he bought it. Oh, okay. People are like, just block him. Don't give him any traction. He clearly just wants to be the funniest person on Twitter. Oh. And he's having a midlife crisis, and he's the richest man ever. So his midlife crisis is, I will buy a social media company and make it so that everyone sees my tweets, because so then I'll be the funniest man on Twitter. Wow. And I don't follow him, and he was just showing up in my newsfeed. Because he can do that because he owns it. Yeah. And so I just blocked him. Hmm. I think it's like someone else that I follow might have followed him. And so it's like so-and-so that you follow follows Elon Musk. And he's given like number one priority for all of his tweets to show up wow. in everything. I couldn't. I couldn't even manage. I even just like. Dude got dumped I, by Grimes. And this is how he's lashing out. Like. Dude. I don't know who that is even. And. She's a techno musician from Edmonton. Oh, that's cool. I guess. <laughs> is it? Is she good? Or yeah, have she, you listened to her stuff? She was all right. I don't know if anything like, new that she's doing is good because she married the richest man on the planet and then was able to do all of the weird shit that she wanted to do. Like, you know, that's classic musician. Yeah. Like, if you're financially stable, your shit's gonna get real weird. <laughs> but but also like just like she she got like the color. She got like some some sort of like laser surgery to like have the color blue, like the blue wavelength, 
reduced from her visual spectrum because it was like blocking her creativity. She didn't want to see blue. Uh, yeah, like that kind of weird shit. Oh, I. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. But also, I don't even know if that's true. Because of Twitter? But yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that was like something in a Rolling Stone interview with her, like talking about her creative process. She's like, yeah, I've had the color blue blocked from my visual spectrum because I don't. It inhibits my creativity. Okay. I'm like, blue's a nice color. I like blue. I like, I like supporting Canadian artists when I can, no, but I'm going to, I'm going to go it. ahead and give this one a pass. Not worth it. Because I feel weirded out. Yeah. No. But, like, hmm. they both seem very mentally unstable and probably need professional help. Yeah. I mean, don't we all? Really? Um, Some people more than others. Yes. <laughs> but. Some people can get by just fine. I don't know. I you feel like. You do some yoga or something. This is like, no. No. Yoga's not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like therapy is one of those things that like, that should be a regular part of like high school. Mm. Like, sure. There, there are there Definitely. are counselors. Very few people care. But, like, it should be, like, a mandatory thing that once a week you have, like, at least, like, a 10, 15-minute sit-down with a counselor. And then, like, call it therapy. Yeah. And then that will help to destigmatize it, I sure. hope, for the people yeah. who, like, really need it but feel like saying that you need therapy is somehow a weakness. It's not. Yeah. It's so helpful. Yeah. Self-love is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we talk about Andor? Yeah, well, we did lasagna. <laughs> we did our therapy PSA. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, speaking of therapy PSA, mm? I watched Ted Lasso, both seasons. Oh. And the the counselor character that they bring in in season two. Yeah, I haven't finished season two, but I do remember that character. Okay, yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. And, like, they do a really good job of, like, talking about, like, mental health in sports and the pressure that that puts on people and yeah which is insane yeah and and i mean just mental health in general they do a really good job but like what a wonderful show it's exquisite it's so beautiful yeah i didn't know how they were gonna like make that like tv commercial into a funny joke (laughs) and they did it and then it also turned out to be like the most heartwarming show i've ever seen in my entire life it's so good yeah he's so good Uh. and it's one of these wonderful things where like the in season two he does he does have an arc, but like season one, Ted Lasso doesn't really have an arc. He's a pretty static character yeah. for season one, but it's lovely. But his <laughs> his presence and um his interactions with all the other characters cause everyone else around him to grow and improve. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's such an interesting way to write a show. Yeah. It's like you know, like you don't need to give your main character an arc he can be the conduit for change for everyone else yep and it's i thought it was beautiful oh, it was so wonderful. lovely yeah i can't wait for season three this will um, come as no surprise to someone who loves garfield but my favorite character is roy <laughs> <laughs> yes roy is the best character in the show hands okay, down yes, yeah yeah <laughs> love it roy and coach beard yes oh my gosh which took me so long to figure out who he was uh, when I was watching it, but you remember the episode yeah. of Community where um Annie moves? Yes. Yeah, that's He's right. He's the hitchhiker that <laughs> claims to be Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, my child, 
I am him. <laughs> yes. Jesus loves marijuana. <laughs> yeah. I remember it took me like five episodes before yeah. I was, a, a, a yeah, a eventually remembered that episode Drinking of Community. human blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. Love it. All right. So at this point, all of season one of Andor yeah. has aired. And we're going to spoil all of it. Yep. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you think Andy Serkis drowned? Oh, you know, I, I don't. Oh, that what a you really you started off yeah. strong. <laughs> I don't know because I loved. I mean, I love Andy Serkis. Yeah, I it. he's a beautiful performer. Oh yeah, he's exquisite. Like, why has he been hiding behind digital makeup for so long? He's just such a good actor. He's such a good actor. With such a good face for acting. Yes. So expressive. Anyways. I want more Andy Serkis in my life. Yeah. I want I want him to come over. No, I don't want that. I don't want to meet him in person. <laughs> I feel like that get weird. But I, yeah, he... He comes over, you realize you have nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like... So, Andy, you're... Um... You were in 13 going on 30, huh? That's cool. <laughs> He's like, well, at least you're not asking me about Gollum. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be weird. I was the boss in 13 going on 30. Yep. Um, did you know that I had never seen that movie, but I did watch it on my 30th birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, for the first time ever. What'd you think? It was actually really funny. Yeah, it's fine. I thought that it would be stupid, but I had a blast. Yeah. Good moments in there. Anyway. Uh, and or... <laughs> I mean, I really don't want to think that he drowned because they know, right? they didn't show it. They made it so that we only have, you know, Andor's perspective, which made it so tragic mm-hmm. is that he gets to the end and he says he can't swim. And he has known this the whole time. And that's been yeah. like behind his emotions throughout the, the previous episodes. And it's, oh, it's so heart wrenching. I couldn't believe it, but they didn't show it. Um, and that makes me think that maybe he managed to not get pushed off by the crowd of people and maybe he just stayed there, which means that maybe he's fucked. Yeah. But maybe he's not dead yet. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe there's a ship he could steal a boat. I don't know. Maybe someone, you know, helped him to shore. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Um, oh, he's very good. But man, good stuff in this show. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? This is another show where maybe the main character is not the most interesting part of the show. Yeah. You know? That's fair. There's a lot of different um, stories mm-hmm. being woven, and they're, like, connecting in different ways, but we'll probably connect more in future seasons. But, like... Yeah. Which, like, my one criticism of the show is, like, maybe, like, I would like to get into Andor's mind a little bit more. Because hmm. I feel like we didn't. Um, but it's okay because everything else is so intriguing. Yeah. Like everything else that's going on, like all the stuff with Mon Mothma is fascinating. Oh, it's so um, intriguing. And like De- Deirdre's arc is great. Yes. Um, Cyril Khan is the worst character in all of Star Wars, but in like an amazing way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I really want more. Like I'm I'm excited for more. Yeah, I 
I was thrilled with it. I think this is the best thing they've done with Star Wars since they got the franchise. Yeah, and I hope that they realize that like the key is to hire someone who hates Star Wars. <laughs> well, they've already given Tony Gilroy a first look deal to um, develop more Star Wars shows and films. Wow, yeah. Which is great. But, I mean, they also gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy of his own, and where's that? So Yeah, that's true. Um, apparently, one of the directives from the Disney board to Kathleen Kennedy was, stop announcing stuff <laughs> until it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, instead of just like, we're going to get a Star Wars movie written by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Never. Sometime. And then they asked Taika Waititi about it. He's like, ah, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing with that. <laughs> And it's like, okay, it's Taika, so he could just be taking the piss, <laughs> which would be funny. It would be. But, like, you know, or Ryan Johnson's like, yeah, I'm still going to do my thing. I'm just, I got to do these Knives Out movies first because I got, like, almost half a million or half a billion dollars to oh, yeah. do these Knives Out movies. It's like, okay. I'm very excited to see Glass Onion. It's really good. Oh, um. Wait. And it might, you might have a chance. I know I saw on Twitter today that he's pushing for an extended release in theaters. Oh, okay. Ryan Johnson is going to Netflix and being like, we need to keep it in theaters longer. Because I guess the numbers have been good. Mm. And so he's like, why not make more money? Keep it <laughs> going. Like um, so, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Andor. Andor. It was good. Hate Star Wars. Yeah. Hire a guy who hates Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Kathleen, yeah, right. Yeah. She denounces too much shit and then it doesn't happen. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, the Rogue Squadron movie has been put on the back burner. Yeah, that's right. They seem to, like, just be interested in... Oops. Seem to just be interested in doing TV right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not a lot of film stuff going on. No. Which kind of makes sense, given that the film stuff that they did took a real bad turn. Yeah, I think they just kind of like I I I don't know if like the backlash to the last Jedi coupled with Solo kind of bombing at the box office coupled with the very like split reaction to Rise of Skywalker. I mean, okay, I said backlash to last Jedi. Split reaction to last Jedi. Solo bombs, very split reaction to um rise of skywalker as well mm-hmm. um it seems like they kind of went like "Ooh, we don't know how to appease everyone because they can't because they can't and yeah. i say don't yeah don't hire, hire do it passionate <laughs> people and let them run with it and tell stories yeah but then it gets so confusing because you see the Mandalorian does really well, and they're like, maybe people want Madame Tussauds Luke Skywalker to be running around constantly, looking like a big old wax freak. Oh, I hated with his it. Weird robot voice. Couldn't. Just no. And I'm like, I hated this is it. not the lesson to be learned here, because a bunch of people who are emotionally unavailable decided that this was the greatest thing that ever happened to them in their entire life. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, they've they've. Yeah, yeah. They've done a good thing with Andor. Yeah, Andor is lovely, great, great show. Just, I really, really enjoyed it. I want more of it. Very compelling. Really interesting characters and their stories. Great acting. 
Great acting. Um, really good acting. Great music. Yeah. Really enjoyed the... I mean, the last time we talked about it, I mentioned, like, they have... There is a, a theme. It's very simple. It's basically just, like, four chords. Yeah. Um, But that it's been different at the beginning yeah. of every um, episode to, like, start it off. And I just... I don't know. I've been very fascinated by that. I actually realized I've been writing a, a theme song for a, for a D&D campaign. Mm. And then I, like, broke it down, changed the rhythm... And then used the melody for Andor, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's the same. Chord. It's the same chord progression that <laughs> oh. Bear came up with for this show." And now I feel weird about it, but it sounds different enough. Was it Bear McCreary that did that? Wasn't it music for this? I don't know. Maybe I'll look it up real quick. Did I just pull that name out of my butt. Well, he did. Oh, he did Lord of the Rings uh, recently. But... Oh, maybe that's why I had him in my brain. I I don't remember seeing his name in the credits, but composer no it's not oh my bad some guy named nicholas brittle hmm. um has he done anything else moonlight beale street could talk succession don't look up cruella oh he was a producer what's he been the composer for yeah cruella okay oh he did cruella yep that was good that was good music hmm. yeah big short okay what was the name again Nicholas Brittle. Nicholas Brittle. Brittel. B-R-I-T-E-L-L. Yeah. Brittel. Yeah. No, he did he did a, a great job. Um yeah. and it's nice to see like a Star Wars show that's about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. <laughs> like there's clearly an idea that's being communicated with it, which is the best way to defeat a fascist dictatorship is an armed uprising. Yep. It's kind of the thesis of this whole thing. A little bit, yeah. What's the thesis of the Mandalorian? Um, um, nostalgia is king. Playing with my toys is fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thesis of the Book of Boba Fett is playing with my toys is fun. This got kind of boring. Here's my favorite toys, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought I thought that the the main message of Boba Fett was actually don't quit your day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes a career <laughs> sometimes a career change is not in the books. It's <laughs> like just you you take the promotion, you Ooh. think it's going to be easy and then it's not. You should, maybe should have just stayed a bounty hunter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um and then Kenobi, I don't know what the the Ewan McGregor looks sexy in a robe. Oh, is the in a tunic? It's so true. Is is the thesis of that? Um, what an attractive man! I don't understand the. Yeah, and you know, I'm not saying that like every uh everything needs like a deep meaningful message but i do want it to have something more than like isn't it fun to play with the toys to make the toys go smash yeah there's there's a a great divide between like immense deepness and vapidness yeah like there's a nice middle ground that still has good stuff (laughs) and i think that's where obi-wan sits yeah where it's like this is still a a compelling narrative it's a 
um, you know, I mean, I guess if you want to like dig into it, maybe it's like something about like uh, answering the call of duty when it's, you know, thrust upon you or whatever. I know all about duty being thrust upon me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, save it for the Patreon. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Patreon exclusive duty talk. The caca talk. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, like, like it, it's it's maybe about you know uh, responsibility is there whether you want it to be or not. Maybe, maybe that's the only thing I can kind of think of. Yeah, but you know, I, I because def- I don't want it to be. Wouldn't it be cool if Darth Vader and Obi Wan fight again? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it didn't feel like that. It to didn't. Me. It, it was, didn't. It was a good show, but I I would say that Andor was more compelling, and um, and looked better, and looked amazing. Oh, also, just wanted just real quick. I know I I really like the music. I also, just want to say the sound design. Yeah. Um, I watched most of it with headphones. Oh yeah. Or through my studio speakers. Ooh. I watched like one episode. I watched part of an episode on the TV and was like, no, I want, I want the full experience because <laughs> the sound design's great. Yeah. Even just stuff like the, um, the the quote unquote bell tower, where there's like the dude striking the anvil. You can see that the anvil um, has like this um, is a resonant chamber. You can yeah. see the um, I can't remember what it's called. But like the part that lets the air out, it's like the like the F canal, sure. But like on a guitar, it has the uh, the little F holes, you know. Mm. I forget what those are called. But like, yeah. Well, so he you know he strikes it in different places and it makes different tones, just like like a hang drum would. Um, and the sound of it was so good, like echoing across the city, and it was just all metal hit an anvil but it had different tones to it and there was clearly it was clearly like a ceremonial thing for this epic, oh yeah epic dude with his that dude put his whole hammers. back into it oh it was so good yeah uh they showed so much of him hitting that thing and i loved it every time because i just was blown away by the sound i loved it uh i want more i want more of that show do you know yeah. what's the deal with more do you they, know they just started filming it cool they started filming season two recently uh, like last month maybe so nice uh i think originally they were gonna do five seasons um and diego luna was like i don't know i'm doing five seasons oh really they're, it was like five six episode seasons and then they they're like well we could condense it down to like two 12 episode seasons oh, okay so, so that's it's like so it's like six less episodes i guess but you're still getting like that's why there's kind of like two ish main arcs in um or kind of three, right? In mm-hmm. in season one, it was like you got him going on the run, getting picked up by Luthen to do the heist. Mm-hmm. That heist would have been like the end of season one. Season right. two would have been him, you know, going back and talking to Bix and being like, "I got so much money, we can like get out of here." And she's like, "Nope." And he's <laughs> like, "Fine, I'm gonna go bang random hotties on the beach as Keith Gergo, the worst name in all of <laughs> Star Wars." It was delightfully it's bad. Right up there with Elon Slezbegano or whatever. Is that actual? Just the guy that sells Obi Wan death sticks. Oh, of and course. Has to go home and rethink his life. Um, you know, so like that's you know, and then the prison arc would have been season two. Um, right. But I'm kind of glad they did it this way because I feel like if we got like stuck in the prison for like an entire season, 
and then we had to like wait for more after that. Yeah. Like if it was like, oh man, we just had this awesome like you know money heist. Like that, the heist feels like so long ago. It does, honestly. <laughs> um, and then you know we had to like wait for like a year or whatever to get the new season of whatever they're gonna do after the prison. You know, because mm-hmm. it might have ended with like the prison escape. I don't know if they would have gone back to, but they're mushing five seasons into two right extended episode count. So it, yeah. Which makes sense, because I remember seeing, like, they gave Obi-Wan six episodes, and they're giving Andor 12 episodes. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? But it kind of makes sense now that it's like, oh, they were going to give him five seasons, and now he's like, I don't want to do this for the next ten years. We have to... <laughs> yeah. Which also makes sense, because he's going to look older by the time you get to the end, right? Because he did... This is supposed to take place before Rogue One, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Um, cool, that's good to know, then, yeah. So the plan is for another season, 12 episodes, and then that might be it. That'll lead up to Rogue One, pretty much. And then um, there's talk about the character of Bix being, like, the ongoing character from this show, if they do more spinoff stuff. They want to do kind of in this little section of the universe. This time period, or? Uh, I don't don't know. Hmm. Interesting. If she lives past this, she could go on to join the Rebellion and the resistance potentially i mean she'd be pretty old by the time the resistance stuff happens but they could probably do it around the time mandalorian takes place right like right after return of the jedi kind of thing yeah yeah probably work yeah. so yeah i think it really helps the show to have the the end in sight oh for sure really really helps writing yeah uh, that has been felt in in andor for sure this is going to end with where Rogue One has to happen. Yeah, we know what happens to him in, in the end. So it's yep. like, this is how he gets there. Mm-hmm. Which is also maybe another reason why he's not the most uh, fleshed out character in this, is that it's like, it's not really about him in a way. Yeah, it's more about the rebellion. It's about the rebellion getting started. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, I don't know, maybe they felt that, like, a show just about Mon Mothma or, like, getting the Rebellion started with a bunch of, like, new characters wouldn't, would be hard to hook. So they're like, well, we can do it with Diego Luna. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, I also know that, like, there's a bunch of, like, I think this has kind of been, like, a lower rated Star Wars show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Um, which is too bad, because it's also the best. It is. It is the but best. But I think maybe people were like, ugh, Boba Fett sucked. Ugh, Mandalorian Season 2 was a bit... Shitty. Like, yeah, you either you either loved it or you hated it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about a guy who just can't stop making friends everywhere he goes. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, what is this, Pokemon? But it also does have the best episode of The Mandalorian in it, I think, which is the one where he, they have to break into the Imperial f- Mining Facility to use the terminal to find Grogu. That was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I forgot about that episode. That was a good episode, and he has to take his fucking helmet off. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Yeah. And, unfortunately, that writer-director is not coming back for season three, which to me is like, oof. 
I forgot they were doing a season three. For some reason, I yeah. thought it had died. No, it's coming back in March. Okay. And I'll, like, I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I'll i probably watch it, but you know, I said I would watch The Rings of Power, and I never finished that. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, how far did you get? Probably won't. I, um, the, um, uh, Volcano Erupts. Oh, you still didn't get past that? Yep. Okay. And was and I liked that episode, and I was excited at that being, like, the birth of Mordor, um, you're and, so close. And it just wasn't enough for me to want to keep watching. Was it the two episodes left? One episode You got left? like two episodes left. Yeah. And I just haven't cared. Uh, all right. Yeah. Maybe I'll still... Nah, I probably won't. Well, yeah. Uh, I'll probably... I'll... Uh, who knows? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I might be the only one. But... Whatever. They're committed... They're committed to making more of it, so very much so, yeah. I'm happy. We'll see. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be that, you know, the next season starts and then I'll be interested to maybe, watch it and maybe. then I'll finish the first season. Could be. I uh this is one this is one instance where I'm like fine with billionaires and mega corporations <laughs> taking over media cuz it's like Amazon does not really make its money from their streaming service. Yeah, no. I want more. I want less billionaires taking over one of my favorite social media platforms, <laughs> and I want more billionaires putting a bunch of money into a streaming service that they don't care about and just letting people do whatever they want with it. Sounds good. That's what I want. There you go. It is Christmas. The holiday season is upon us. Happy holidays. Um, And so we do what we do every year, which is watch something that's not good. Um, and then we talk about it. Hell yeah. That's this year, jam. yes. Yeah. Th- this year, it's the She-Ra and He-Man Christmas special. Christmas comes to Eternia, and you'll want to be there. It's the all-new He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Monday at 3 on Channel 13. I don't know if this was like that they did it every year or something, or if it was the only Christmas special that they ever made. God, I hope it's the only one they ever made. I hope it's not. I want to do this <laughs> every year. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It was on a DVD that I found in the Walmart bargain bin for five bucks, and it's called The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas Special. So I'm kind of suspecting that, like, at this point, if there was more than one, they would have, like, packaged them together. Yeah, that tracks. To be like, here's a four-pack of Christmas goodies from the He-Man universe. Wow. Yeah. Why? Do why did media companies feel it was important to do Christmas specials? Money, I guess. I'm assuming it's money. It's probably money. Probably money, yeah. Also, He Man is a toy. Mm -hmm. Christmas is the time to buy toys. That makes the most sense, actually. Yeah. Um. So that's why I'm surprised that they didn't do more Christmas specials. Fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know how long it actually ran for, to be honest. But He Man? Yeah. There was a couple seasons at least. Yeah, probably. Um you can buy the whole I wanna say it's like hundred and seventy five episodes or something like that. You can buy the the complete series on D V D and it's like on like eighteen discs or something like that. So Holy shit. Yeah. 
I mean, it's DVDs though, right? So yes, that's smaller storage space. If it was on Blu-ray, it'd probably only be like ten discs, but still, still a lot, still a lot, still a lot. Yeah. Um. um so growing up, we both saw a fair amount of He-Man. Yeah, it was one of my go-to's in the kids section uh, at Video Update. Video Update. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh wow! Right next to the Value Village. Yes, <laughs> that takes me back. Um, because wow. and I would make my dad go there because they had a better kids section. Rogers Video was technically closer to our house, right? But my dad would I would make my dad be like, "No, we got to go to Video Update because they have more He-Man tapes." <laughs> and my rentals were He-Man tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman the Animated Series. Oh. Yes. Occasionally, um, I think my dad rented me a couple of times, like the the Fleischer Brothers uh, Superman cartoons from like the 40s. Oh, wow. Um, you could get a couple of tapes that just had like those on them. And he'd be like, oh, kid likes Batman. I guess I'll get Superman too. <laughs> um, quality was... Ooh. Yeah. Animated series was much better. But Batman animated series is actually great. The Fleischer Brothers cartoons are important for other reasons they pioneered a lot of important animation techniques that like oh. nobody other than like walt disney was really doing interesting um and they did it for like tv and film serials and stuff like that but on the other end of the scale is the he-man show <laughs> which is produced as cheaply as possible oh yeah <laughs> in order to maximize profits and i mean really just sell kids toys yeah that's the point so many reused cells, like, in every episode. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I saw that exact movement oh, two yeah. minutes ago, and also in all of the previous episodes. Well, and the guy who was the president of um, Funimation or whatever, he did, like, 18 voices in the show, all under pseudonyms. Really? Because there was, yeah, so, like, he did the voice of Orko. Um, oh my gosh but then also would just do a bunch of the background characters because there was a rule in the voice actors union where you could get the voice actors to do like up to three additional voices aside from their main role before you had to start paying them extra you didn't have to pay them extra for additional roles no because it's usually just like um it'd be like the woman being like oh Hey, save me, Superman, or something like that. And they would, you know, have the woman that does Lois Lane be like, "Hey, can you just like real quick, just do like a one line, right?" Okay. But you get them to do one line for this character, one line for this character, and then and then after that, then you have to start paying them per line. Gotcha. And it's not cost effective to do that for just like one or two lines of dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um. So it is cost effective is to do it yourself. (laughs) Yeah, and he would just do it under pseudonyms. Um, and he would do like 18 different characters in the show. <laughs> like wow. I think he did like Orko and like Stinkor and like all these. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so he would do a bunch of voices and I think, cause I think there was also like a, a, a line count or a word count where you had to start paying them more too. Right. So like, hmm. um, you might get like the guy that voices man at arms might also voice like the king because the king only has one or two lines in the. Right. You know, show. Um, and you just, like, pay them for the session, basically. Gotcha. Um, 
So anyways, that's, that's how the voice acting union rules work. <laughs> um, the point is, they were produced on the cheap. Yes, very much so. Because they were only existed to sell toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, have you ever watched... Uh, the Toys That Made Us. I still haven't watched that. No, you did recommend it to me. Though. Okay. So there's that one. And then there's also on Netflix at one point, there was just a, a, a history of He-Man like documentary that's like an hour and a half long. Oh. Um, I watched both. Uh, the Toys That Made Us is basically just a condensed version of that documentary. Um, oh, gotcha. Where a bunch of people take credit for creating He-Man and call the other people that take credit for it liars. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. It's like who, it's like who put the hockey mask on Jason in part three. Everyone on the crew wants to take credit for it being their idea, but like, who knows? So they, um, in that documentary, there's like a, literally the only reason a cartoon exists is because they were like trying to get, um, people to carry the, the toy line. So right. they were going to like, you know, Toys R Us and, and you know, Kmart or whatever, Totally. Department stores, Walgreens were around in the 70s and 80s, 80s, and being like, hey, here's the new line of toys we have. And like, well, people don't know what this is because, like, post Star Wars, right? Right. And they're like, well, well, there's going to be a comic book in each toy uh, that'll explain the story. And so you need to buy, you know, all the toys to get the complete story. And they're like, oh, that's cool. All right. Still not quite sure. And then, like, just in a meeting, one of the guys, like, oh, did we not tell you about the cartoon show that we're doing? They're like, what? Like, yeah, we're going to be doing a half-hour cartoon show that's going to be, like, you know, all about He-Man and his adventures and then the story behind the toys. And you're like, oh, well, if there's going to be a, you know, Saturday morning cartoon kind of show, then, like, maybe we're interested. And then they get out of the meeting like, what the fuck are you talking about cartoon show? We don't have a cartoon show. It's like, well, I guess we're going to make a cartoon show. And they go and, like, where's the cheapest place we can get a cartoon show made? Holy Hanna-Barbera? God. Probably not. And then they go to Funimation. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was literally just a dude in a meeting just being like, oh, there's a cartoon. We're doing a cartoon. The guy in the meeting was just like, I'm going to make this sale <laughs> at what, all yeah. costs. One way or another, I'm getting this commission. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. That's so special. That's how the cartoon came about. So, yeah, I watched a decent amount of He-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not as familiar with She-Ra. I, uh, yeah, same. I did watch a couple, um, but I think there was just less tapes of the yeah. cartoon at the video store. I think there was just less She-Ra in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also definitely watched some, but I don't remember it super well anymore because it was so long ago, and then She-Ra and the Princesses of Power is actually an amazing show yeah. and has kind of started to rewrite some of my memories about it. For sure. Um, like which I, I'm okay with. Yeah, most of my... Like watching this uh, Christmas special and then going like, oh, that's Perfuma. Oh, that's Mermista. And then like at one point we were like, who's that guy with the mustache? Is that supposed to be that's supposed to be Captain Seahawk? Like, oh, yeah, totally. That's who it is. And then he pulls out a bow and arrow at one point. We're like, oh, it's Bo. We didn't recognize him because he's white. (laughs) White (laughs) Bo. He's even got the big heart yeah. on his crop top, and we didn't think that it was about. No, I was just looking at the mustache the whole time. Yep. Oh, um, gosh. They all had mustaches. Also, Seahawk is my favorite character in Princesses of Power, oh my so. Gosh. <laughs> Such adventures! Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah, even, even honestly, Mermista, where it was like, 
She's French. <laughs> yeah, she's French and white and a mermaid. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, and even though she was a fucking mermaid, <laughs> and then she was like, thanks, Mermista, and I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be Mermista. Like, Mermista's not a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, so yeah, we, we, had, we have some nostalgia going into it, um, for sure, but ultimately, like, not enough nostalgia that we're just gonna forgive everything that they do um but yeah what yeah what so what happens in this christmas special we open on at some point in every episode one of us says so what happens what actually happens because a lot of the shit we watch doesn't make any sense i know Um, that it opens on Eternia. Yeah. And... There's some sort of holiday happening. Yes. And um, uh, Adora and all of her friends are visiting from Etheria. Mm-hmm. And then the queen says something along the lines of, Oh, this ma- reminds me of... It's the same time of year that we would celebrate Christmas on Earth. And the and king is like, Christmas? What's, what's that? Christmas? And we're like, she's from Earth? <laughs> Apparently? <laughs> what is this? Um, and so yeah, apparently the queen of Eternia is from Earth. Yeah. Also, which I didn't know. I didn't either. That's <laughs> fucking wild. How did that happen? I and didn't then, know Earth existed in this universe. I didn't either. Yeah. But it does. But Eternia's it does. out there, baby. Yeah. We just got to find it. Well, I don't want to. It's, no. it's really fucked up. I guess. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of danger. Um, but, oh, also He-Man and She-Ra are twins. Yeah. Definitely was a that was not we didn't know that going in. I thought they were cousins originally. And cousins kind of made more sense. Um, but so what is she was kidnapped by Hordak as a baby and taken to Etheria and made brainwashed into being a force captain for the Horde. Right. Then uh, this is the, one of the only episode arcs I remember from the hero. Uh, Hira, Shira show is He Man shows up in like the first opening um, couple of episodes uh, are like a a mini movie. Oh, okay. Basically, to like set up the series. to like set up the series where He Man comes to Etheria and busts Adora out of her brainwashedness and busts her out of the horde, and then she gets the sword and becomes Shira, and she's like. I'm going to stay here and protect Etheria and fight the Horde. And he's like, that's great. Also, remember to not go swimming for at least half an hour after you've eaten something. Yes, exactly right. Wow, it's way more compelling in the Netflix series <laughs> where she breaks out of the Horde herself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, wild. So Giving agency to a woman. What a concept. What a concept. Who knew it would be so fucking good and compelling? Um, yeah, so they're celebrating, or they're decorating a party, and they, like, kind of name drop a few characters, which was helpful, because mm-hmm. I didn't remember most of them. <laughs> Flutterina. Flutterina, yeah. Is the butterfly one. Yep, and then... Peacock oh, Lady. What was the fucking Peacock Lady? It was something really stupid. Um, Pika Blue. Pika Blue. Pika Blue. And she's, like, clairvoyant or something. Yeah, she's can, got like, scry on people on all of her... <laughs> peacock feathers she sure does it's um, horrifying are they a part of her anatomy i think Ooh, so 
cares? <laughs> Good point. Um, so yeah, <laughs> then they learn. Like, who wants to know? Not me, but so yeah, they're decorating, yeah. and the queen talks about Christmas. Name drops Earth. Yeah, which throws everyone off. Yeah, um, and then cut to Adam. That's He-Man, by the way. Yeah, in disguise as someone wearing a shirt, um, a pink shirt, very pink shirt, which is a good look. Well, you don't think so? No, I think the Adam costume looks really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the hair that's really dumb. It's really dumb, but also yeah. it's like pink pink shirt with white collars and cuffs, and then white tight pants. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, dude. <laughs> I I think Flamio, my good sir. That hey. is that is a hot signal. All right, well, it's working for one of us. I right. yeah. Um it's very muscly. Anyway, uh He's so jacked. He's jacked as fuck. He's so jacked as as um Adam. It's like, how the fuck did no one figure this out? <laughs> Yeah, but it's like... Like, he somehow gets more jacked as He-Man. Yeah, but every single male character has the same body, yeah. and they're all jacked. Yeah. I think with the exception of the king, but the king is robed. So yeah. maybe... He's probably jacked. He's probably... He's probably jacked. It's something in the water. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess. Steroids. It's steroids in the water. Huge muscles. They all got no bulge. <laughs> it's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they're wearing tight pants. You oh, know. Oh, tight. You know. Um, yeah, so then uh, Adam and Man-at-Arms are working on a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, and also, it's going to spy on Skeletor. Skeletor, yes. The Sky Spy. Sky Spy, thank you. That's what it yeah. was called. I knew it was a dumb name. Back Backing it up to bodies changing and stuff when you transform. Um, I thought you were going to talk about puberty. Adora... In the new cartoon, the Netflix cartoon, she grows like a full foot. Oh yeah, she, when she transforms into Shira, like she 100%. at least a foot and gets ripped. And gets ripped. Does did she do that in this one, or does she just get the outfit? Just the outfit. I think she just gets the outfit. Her right? hair is also basically exactly the same. Yeah, she just has the outfit. <laughs> well, she gets a bit of a blowout, but you know, a little. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, but it's basically just the outfit and then turning the horse into the Pegasus. Yeah, right. The unicorn, the Pegasus unicorn. Swift wind. Swift wind. Um, yeah. So yeah, Orco. Like honestly, ninety percent of their problems could be solved if they just got rid of Orco. Yes. They just they... like banished him to another dimension or something. Yeah. Um, because he couldn't get back on his own. No, <laughs> fuck it up. Um. So yeah, he sees the the sky the sky spy. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. And is like, ooh, that's cool. I will go inside of it. Yeah. Uh, and he does. He like was reading a book or, or something, and then drops yeah. the book on the landing pad, busts open a hatch, gets in the driver's seat, and is like, "Vroom, vroom! I'm driving a ship!" And then touches something, and the rocket launches. Yeah, which is like, okay, man at arms, this is your deal. Like technology is yeah. your domain. Did you actually make it so that you needed to touch one fucking lever to launch this rocket into space? No failsafe? Well, is, is he, he, like, breaks the lever also. He's like, ooh, this, crack, and then... Yeah, and it snaps off like it's made of fucking almond brittle. Yeah, and then there's, like... Oh, that'd be good right now, wouldn't oh, it? almond brittle. And there's, like, wires sticking out of it. And it's like, why you got, like... 
you get the wires coming all the way up the shaft and what is happening and then like that that ignites the rockets there's no fail safe here you don't have a manual shutdown from the launch pad this is all man you're head of security (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't have a fail safe he done fucked up real bad (laughs) real bad he's like i don't know it just took off on its own and then the queen the queen finds orko's book um on the launch on the pad. launch pad, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, that Orko! He must have uh, gone, gone, fucked it up for everyone." Fucking Orko! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like uh, He Man and Shira chase after the rocket, and then the rocket turns invisible or goes into warp drive or something. It just like magically transports somewhere else for no reason. Yeah, it just disappears. Uh, but yeah. then He-Man is like, oh, thank goodness no one was on it. Yeah, like, well, that's gone. Anyways, back to Eternia. Yeah, and then of course they yeah, discover yeah. Orko's missing. Some problems just take care of themselves. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um, but then, yeah, meanwhile, uh, Orko fucking crash lands and I totally called it. I was yeah. like, Orko's definitely going to crash land on Earth. And I and was going like, no, he's probably going to go to Etheria, and then they're going to have to like rescue him from Hordak, and that's how they're going to like mash the two universe like settings together. But no, not at all. Yeah. He crash lands on Earth, saves some kids from an avalanche. Yeah. And then the, and he's like, just what are you doing out getting here? getting lost in the snow trying to drag a Christmas tree on a sled, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it is Earth. Yep. <laughs> and Orko is obviously like... What are you doing out here alone? And the kids are like, well, we're trying to find a Christmas tree. Christmas? What's that? Yeah. And and thankfully they do a nice cutaway. Because yes. I was like, are we really going to do the fucking... Are we going to do the bit from Charlie Brown where Linus explains what Christmas is? <laughs> um, and then... A spotlight suddenly shines on one of the yeah. children. <laughs> <laughs> and lo, an angel of the Lord shone down upon them. It's like, Ugh, yeah. I would have lost my mind. I would have too. I would have been like, oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would have been a scream into a pillow moment for me. For sure. Um, but yeah, they do is like, so, uh, yeah, it's like a long time ago in a city called Bethlehem, fade to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it cuts back to, or it cuts to, yeah, the uh, Eternia. Yeah. And they're attorney and Etheria. I get them confused know, right? all the time and I hate it. It's the best. Um <laughs> <laughs> back to Eternia and then like they manage to locate the coordinates of the sky spy and it's a long string of segmented numbers. Yeah. Which the queen looks at and immediately goes, Oh, those are the coordinates for Earth. Yeah, which to me I'm like, Holy fuck, she's a savant. <laughs> Or she just has it like tattooed on her arm or something. Yeah. Or Remember where like you a... came from. But it's important. Okay. okay. Remember right. where you done come from, Aaron. Yeah. All right. Where did you come from? Uh, where did you go? I don't know. I just hear something, something, something. Cotton don't ask show. me. I just work here, man. <laughs> um, but she, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's like one of those people that has pie memorized to like like 400 digits or something like that and it's like maybe yeah think of all the useful things that have been pushed out of your brain because you did this um well, she doesn't have a lot to do she's got this kingdom to run it's always in shambles but the answer is always he-man yeah <laughs> just it's like oh we got problems he-man fix it and he's like i'm on it and 20 minutes later everything is back to normal yeah have you ever seen the show um unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh yeah i didn't like it 
Okay, there's there's a character in it who's like a house mom, but she's brilliant, but she's just uh like a housewife and like all of the intellect that she holds is like burning a hole in her brain that she like plays manipulative games with the other like social elite to like actually feel something amazing um <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious and also deeply troubling um but i like to imagine that that's what the queen of attorney is actually like <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't really have anything to do except once a week i can just be like he man we need help yep and then i can go back to memorizing digits <laughs> yep uh yeah so anyway they lock on to the ship and well, then, then it cuts back to orco and and then they've finished telling him about jesus and now they're like now let's tell him about santa claus right and then they're singing jingle bells jingle bells jingle yeah. bells jingle bells <laughs> yeah well then it cuts back and they're like all right let's lock on and then it cuts back and he's singing jingle bells but the only word he's singing is jingle bells over and over again yep until like a little portal appears and he's like oh this is our we gotta go stand over here even though yes so like he, dra- he grabs the kids hands drags them into like the little glowing orb assuming that that's going to transport them back to Eternia. Mm-hmm. But also the entire spaceship that they're in and the Christmas tree that's outside of it get transported back. On its sled, yeah. On its sled. So, don't know. It's like a very selective general area transporter. <laughs> it's like you can send a coordinates and it'll transport everything that's in that, like, you know, radius. But not everything. Yep. No snow came <laughs> no with them. Snow, no snow, no dirt, mountains. no rocks. There was like a bunch of trees around it. He <sighs> crashed into a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> we're being too harsh on this cartoon. Really. No, we're They're... not being harsh enough. Yeah. We haven't even begun. With all the pennies they pinched hiring the <laughs> head of the company to do 30 voices, they <laughs> could have put a little more effort into those cells. But... but they did not. But they did not. Um. Anyway, yeah. So then, do you think Orko they just had like children. a? Do you think they just had like a like a file folder of like these are the general use cells? Yes. <laughs> use them in every episode. I do think that they, they totally did right. Like yeah, this is He Man running, uh, left to right. This is He Man running right to left. Oh no no, it's just He Man running, and then they can flip it over if they need to. I guess so. <laughs> can you... Yeah, I guess that would work. Cut it in half, baby. You see it on the other side. Yeah, why do you think that his haircut is symmetrical? Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> and his whole outfit is symmetrical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an H. Yep, it's got an H. Yeah, it's correct. <sighs> Amen. Yeah, so yeah. then Orko kidnaps children to Eternia. Um, and they're like, can we go home? And Man at Arms is like, it's going to take at least a couple days for the water crystal to recharge. Oh, yeah, they needed a water crystal for some reason to do this transportation thing. Yeah, well, because they needed uh, She-Ra to go back to Etheria. She's like, we got a ton of water crystals in Etheria. And then she talks to Marmista, and she's like, the beast monster is uh, guarding the water crystal. I need you to distract him. Yeah, also... (laughs) Yeah, I remember super French and it's weird, but super also French. Beast Monster. They really phoned it in. Yeah. With Beast Monster. And it's then also like, the Beast Monster 
does nothing. It's like a blue water dragon kind of thing, kind of yeah. sea serpent of sorts. It's like kind of reminded me of uh, like Ghidorah. Yeah, it's like a plesiosaur, but it's got claws. Yeah, and, and it, it just and like, it trips. Yeah, and then we never see it again. Yeah, it falls into it. Literally, like falls into a crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. and does she like whip it or something like that? No, no, it no. Just it, falls. Ch- it chases her while she's riding Swiftwind, and then trips and, then and, then falls. Trips and falls. And she's like, "Well, those ruins aren't going to hold it forever." Uh oh! And then a crack opens in the earth, and giant robots come out. Right. But at that point already, Mermista's like, I have the crystal, you can go. And she's like, great. Let's fuck off, yeah. yeah let's get out of here. Um, but you were you pointed out something. So there's robots that are evil, and they transform. Yes. <laughs> they they transform from, like, humans into some sort of, like, futuristic vehicle. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, Transformers are evil in this universe? And I'm like, well, yeah, because they're made by Hasbro. <laughs> yep. This is Mattel literally throwing shade yeah. at Hasbro Transformers going like, these are bad, buy He-Man toys. Yeah. It was like, the way it was worded, too, was like, like, there's these big robots, and then, you know, she recognizes them because, you know, everyone knows everything for some reason. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, like, the Monstrobots or something dumb like that. It's something like that. Um, but like then they transform. Yeah. And Swiftwind's like, Whoa, they're transforming. And she's like, That's because of their evil. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that transforms could be good. And it wasn't just like, oh, they're transforming robots and they're evil. They're evil because they transform. Because they transform. Or they transform because they're uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's directly tied together. Yeah. Which is such shade. Oh my so gosh, funny. it was funny. Yeah. It might be the best part of the whole special. It is the second best part. We'll get yeah, to it. Yeah, it is. It um, is. So then, yeah, she fucks off because she has the water crystal. They get the kids, and then they want the kids need to go home, but it's going to take days. And they're like, but we're going to miss Christmas. Um, and, yeah, whatever. They're annoying. Yeah. Then it cuts to Hordak Prime. Horde Prime. Horde Prime. Sorry, that's yeah. the name. Who is the gaseous overlord of all things evil in this yeah, part of space. He's the villain from season three of um, She-Ra Princesses of Power. Or season four? Whatever the last season was. Right. The guy with oh. the green eyes. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah. Good times. That's Horde Prime. That shit gets crazy. Yeah. I love that show. It gets so good. My gosh. Anyway. um, And Horde Prime is like, calls Skeletor and Hordak. Yeah. To be like, a new presence has been detected on a, it, Eternia. Almost said Etheria. Um, it's too Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to fucking take care of it. Yeah. Because I can't have that. No. I cannot deal. No. Horde Prime is, you know, in his 60s. Family stuff has gotten weird. The Christmas season just doesn't do it for him anymore. He's really one of these guys that's like, say happy holidays. Don't say Merry Christmas. He's one of those guys. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so he senses Christmas joy in spirit um, and wants it destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or he says, bring, or bring it to me. He wants to kidnap the children. He doesn't want them dead, of course. He wants the children for whatever reason. 
We don't need to think about it. It's going to be evil. Yeah. We don't need to know about it. But, of course, you know, he tells whoever brings me the kids is my favorite. Yeah. And Skeletor is like, I'll get them first. And then Hordak is like, ring, ring. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And. Yeah. So they just have, like, a little, like, childish competition going to. Kidnap children. kidnap children and they're so they're trying to kidnap kids but then they're also fighting each other for a bit and yeah i mean it ends it basically ends with skeletor uh he gets the kids but then they crash oh no way i'm trying to i was trying to remember the sequence of events <clears throat> excuse me i was trying to remember the sequence of events because it's fucking stupid but a ship appears steals the kids and orko because orko is a child right um and and we're like, oh, I guess Horde Prime got them. Just did it himself. But no, it's the it's the Monstrobots. Right. And, and then they get she like she was like, oh, I figured we'd have to deal with them, and mm-hmm. hadn't told anyone about them. I don't think. Um. And then, yeah, and we like cut to them, and they're in prison. Yeah, and they get rescued by the Manchines. Yes. Which are like Care Bears crossed with robots? Correct. That yeah. is an accurate description. <laughs> um, and and they had some real dumb voices. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So then they get rescued, or they get broke, bust out of prison, but then get stopped by the giant machines, and then that's when He Man and Shira and the gang show up and start fighting. But while they're fighting, the monstro bots or whatever. Yeah. Then um Hordak shows up. Yeah. And steals the kids. Or maybe it's Skeletor. Fuck I think it. they both show up and I think they fight. They do. They fight each other. I think Skeletor ends up with the kids on his bike, but then he and Hordak shoot each other and they both get shot down. But anyway, what happens is they get separated and mm-hmm. it's Skeletor, the two kids and a machine dog. Yeah. Separate from everyone else in the snow. Yeah. And Skeletor is like, March, children! And they're literally freezing to death in the snow. One of the kids keels over. And they're like, please, we it's too cold. And Skeletor's like, I don't give a fuck. Keep moving. Yeah, that's verbatim dialogue. Fuck you, children! Yeah. Um, and but then he like relents and uses his magic to give them giant parkas, and they're yeah. instantly warm. And they're like, oh, "I feel warm." Thank you, Mister Skeletor. You're so nice. Yeah. And he's like, "Nice." Don't ever use that word around me. <laughs> um, but then like we see it coming. We're like, "Oh shit!" We know where this story is going. Oh yeah, you see it coming a mile away, and you're like. Yeah, and Classic. then like, and then he's like, "All right, now you're warm. You can march." And they're like, "But what about the dog? The, he'll die in the snow here." And he's like, "Don't care. Leave the dog." Yeah. And then they start marching away, and then the kids are sad, and then of course the dog is like whining and trying to climb through the the thick snow, and Skeletor's just like, "I don't know what's coming over me," and he goes and picks up the dog, and the dog starts licking his bone face. Yeah. Um. It's 
so funny. And then he, yeah, and then like an abominable snowman kind of type deal comes up. Big Yeti monster. Yeah, that just comes and goes. <laughs> it just shows up and tries to attack them. Skeletor just handedly gets rid of it. Yeah, he like, just like creates the mountain. Well, he just creates a crater. Like it starts charging at them, and he's just like hole, and then just like falls into a cave of ice and slides away. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, great, done. And then, and the kids are like now smitten with Skeletor because Skeletor saved their life. Yeah. Um, some real Stockholm syndrome kind of stuff. But oh, totally. But the kids are very wholesome, and they love Skeletor. And Skeletor is like doesn't know what's coming over him, and then um. You know, eventually everyone catches up. He-Man and whatever, and um, and She-Ra, and I think maybe some of her crew, and Hordak, and Horde Prime all show up. Yeah. And while everyone's fighting, Horde Prime's ship drops this big claw and is about to take the kids, and Skeletor uses his magic to disintegrate the claw, which disintegrates all the way back up into the ship, and then the ship immediately keels over. Yeah. It's like, And he's like, oh, he's taking out my engines. So, yeah, don't connect your engines to the external claw. That's a, that's a big design flaw. Yeah. <laughs> Who designed your ship? Man-at-arms? Yeah. Idiot. Probably. Um, so then, yeah, it crashes, and then, of course, he's real pissed at Skeletor. Um... But then the kids run up and they're like, Skeletor, you saved us again. And He-Man's like, Skeletor saved you? What the fuck is this shit? And yeah, Skeletor is just like, lo- yeah, he's like, <laughs> like loves these kids like, now. Like, You're so nice. He's like, I don't want to be nice. I want to feel evil. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, I guess it's just the Christmas spirit. And then she was like, don't worry, Skeletor, it only happens once a year. And he's like, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, because he's feeling things and he cares yeah. about these kids and he didn't let the dog die and he saved their lives. And he's having such an internal crisis. Um, it's just the spirit of Christmas. It's just, just the spirit came of Christmas, yeah. yeah. And that's why Horde Prime wanted the kids. Because he knew. Because he knew. He yeah. knew. They were going to start changing things. Yeah. Um, so that's hilarious. That was, oh, it was so funny to me yeah. that Skeletor has this kind of like tiny redemptive arc for the Christmas spirit. Yeah. They're like, we need our own Grinch character <laughs> yeah. in this. Uh, um, yeah. And then he's so just, funny. It's, it's pretty good. And he's just honestly. so grateful that it's only once a year so that he can go back to being evil. Yeah. Because that's what he's comfortable with. Yeah, he's, he's he's that's his space. He likes he likes <laughs> operating in that space. He doesn't want to like push it outside his yeah. comfort little you know oh, box too much. So funny, so good. But yeah, uh, and then yeah. they go back to the palace at Eternia and celebrate Christmas, I think, and or they send the kids home with flying belts. With flying belts. Yeah, and like oh, He Man dresses up as Santa. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and he's like, oh, ho, ho, children, here's some flying belts for you. Anyways, back to Earth you go. Yep. And um, they send them back, and they're like, Mom, Dad, we went to another planet. Yeah, and the parents at first are like, thank goodness you're here. Like, where have you been? We've been missing you. We went to another planet. Don't make up stories. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Also, at this point, it's revealed that the children are, like, half Hispanic. The boy's name is Miguel. Miguel, yeah. And yeah. their dad looks, like, very... 
He looks like a stereotypical, like, fat Mexican guy with, like, a big bushy black mustache and... Yeah. Like, like you'd see, like, a cartoon of him on, like, a a burrito bag or something like that. Yeah, that is unfortunately accurate. You know, and it would be like, uh... What's another good Hispanic name? Miguel is just stuck in your head now. Yeah, it would be like, Esteban's... uh, Super spicy taco mix. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> he's like in a sombrero. It's like that would be like on the yep on the box. The yeah. kid doesn't look it. No, it's a very the, white. They child. look very white. Their mom looks very white. Even the dad's skin tone looks pretty white. He's just drawn like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, if they didn't call the kid Miguel, honestly, I probably would have been like. Oh, they're doing like a Super Mario riff because it's also kind of what he looks like. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, and so then, yeah, the kids activate their flying belts and fly past their parents who like, you know, cartoonishly go mouth agape towards the kids and then both turn towards the quote-unquote camera. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's our camera into their world, but then it's also he-man and everyone are watching the kids on a screen and the yeah. parents are looking at directly at the screen um this is one of my biggest pet peeves with like <laughs> science fiction from this era and I, I mean even earlier like you know star trek did this a bunch too where it's like why why can we see the exact angle that we were just watching the, the, the audience camera Mm-hmm. was just watching and now it's on the view screen in the enterprise yep where does that hate it co- i hate it so much in I'm this right one with, yeah i hate it too in this one i can forgive it a little bit because magic exists in this universe so it's like okay there it's a magical computer screen that they're watching it on sure sure yeah maybe it's powered by a water the, crystal the vision crystal yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay all right um I could forgive that one a little bit, but oh, that's one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Yeah. I hate it so much. Samsies. Um But yeah, so the kids got home and then Eternia has its own Christmas. Yeah. There's a brief shot of a person with a robot elephant head and like a loincloth. Yeah. And I'm like, the f- who the fuck is that? And um, we don't know. I don't know. Trunk or something. That's trunk or. <laughs> he's putting he's putting the star on top of the tree with his mechanical robot elephant trunk. Yep. That extends and retracts. That's fucked. Oh boy. All right. Um. Yeah. And then that's the end. Yeah. That I, was it. And there's one bit where He Man's like dressed as Santa. And he's like, "And what would you like for Christmas, little girl?" And she's like, "Oh, brother." It rips you the beard off his face. Rips the beard. She's like, "Oh, you knew it was me all along." Yeah. And she's like, of course I did. We look exactly the same. We're <laughs> twins. <laughs> they sure do. No, yeah, no, they, they don't. don't. They don't look anything like. Um, but yeah, that's that's the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. It sure is. I bought it because it was like, I mean, it's the He-Man, He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. And on the back it said runtime 51 minutes. And I was like, oh, perfect. Yep. We won't have to suffer for too long. And then it was even shorter. Yeah, it wasn't like we, 43 or something 43 like or 44 minutes, yeah, yeah. It was like a full like seven or eight minutes shorter than what it said on the back. And I'm like, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, legit. Blew through it. I don't it. know if I could tolerate this for much longer. <laughs> um, yeah, so ultimately, you know, 
is bad. Yeah. But I did have a lot of fun with it at times. Oh, totally. I'm I'm going to say it's craptacular. It's craptacular. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with craptacular as well. This was very stupid, but pretty glorious at, at, at times. I think I would have a fun time watching this with a bunch of my friends. Yes, definitely. Which is really what we're looking for in, yeah. in our movies. So, look, it's probably on YouTube. Oh, probably. Um, you know, if you really want to seek it out, but like, also just hit up Walmart. It's probably in the bargain bin for like five <laughs> bucks. You just get it. Yep, probably. You just have that DVD on your shelf forever. Yep. Ugh, it's fucking stupid. It's but, real bad. But oh man, but, we. I killed myself laughing a few times. Yeah, no, there were some very, very funny parts. So, um, I don't think it's on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm not gonna look. So that's fair. That's it. Uh, I think that's times. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it for the episode. That's it for the year. That's baby. it for the year. Yeah. We're gonna be back next year with more shit. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we, we do, do it all the time. Uh, anyways, uh, if you like this show, you know, rate, rate it, give it five star review or whatever. Uh, that always helps. Tell a friend to listen to it. That always helps. Uh, you can find our links to everything on our link tree. It's linked in the episode description, linktr.ee slash retrocrappod. Um, you, you can follow our social medias and stuff there. And I think that's it. I think that's it. That is it. We'll be back next year with something. I haven't figured out what we're doing yet, but we're going to do a thing. Uh, that's what we do. Yep. And until next time, keep watching crap. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Jingle bells. <laughs>